Hi, beautiful listeners. I am excited. I say that in every single episode, but truly doing this podcast and interviewing these amazing, wonderful guests really brings me so much joy and excitement. And today I am talking to Melina Cherish, who I met doing Projector Magic with Pilar Lesko. And it was so divine timing in the way that it was just time for me to come back to the podcast and kind of get back into doing mode, quotation marks. You'll hear us say that a lot in this episode, doing quotation marks. And I really wanted to talk to Melina about exiting the entrepreneurship matrix, the distorted masculine in running a business and how we can be more feminine embodied being the feminine in running a business and also the distorted feminine as well. Uh, she is somebody who started her business last year, 2019, and it was a really big initiation for her into trust, into her own wisdom and running a business in a way that felt truly embodied both in her divine masculine and divine feminine. So this episode is going to be very, very powerful in helping you shift your perception and the way you look at entrepreneurship and how you have to run your business. The key words being have to, you don't have to run your business in any which way. So Melina really, really takes us deep into embodiment, into understanding Um, how we want to run our businesses, and really just seeing things more clearly with clear sight so we can really create a life and business that feels truly aligned and authentic to you. Let's dive into today's episode now with Melina Charish. Welcome to the Unlearn Yourself Podcast. This is the place to discover and remember yourself as you unlearn who you have been taught to be. We will explore who your true self is by diving into your inner world and creating the most empowering, aligned, and free relationship with you and your life. really excited to chat with you today. Um, I'm excited to see just kind of what flows mm-hmm. um, yeah. and where our conversation leads us. So let's just start with some just basic questions I want to ask yeah. you is, um, what is your sun, moon, and rising? Yeah. So I am a Taurus sun, um, Capricorn moon and Capricorn rising. So I'm very earthy. <laughs> I've got lots of earth. I'm like the earth mama, very 3d. Um, I definitely identify with, with both Taurus and Capricorn, um, energy. Like I'm, I tend to be very, I tend to be a lot more masculine. I tend to have a lot more natural masculine energy, you know, the structure and the 3d earth. Um, so it's actually been, really interesting this past year. I've really been on a huge journey of, of really reconnecting with my feminine um, and just learning what that even looks and feels like, because I never really had known, you know, I, I spent most of my life in the, you know, masculine to distorted masculine 
um, which is, you know, a product of our culture Mm -hmm. and (laughs) the culture we live in and um, what we, what our culture values and um, all of that. So yeah, I, and I think I, with all the stuff in my chart, um, I, I definitely like lend myself to that, you know, Mm -hmm. that sort of stuff feels very familiar and it feels very safe. Um, and so I think, yeah, my whole life really, it was like the masculine and the distorted masculine. And then I sort of realized back in February, all this stuff has kind of come through as I've been, you know, creating and building my business, Mm -hmm. which is, I mean, it's, it's a roller coaster for sure, but it, I wouldn't have it any other way. As I'm I, sure you know, too. I understand for yeah, sure. I'm it's, sure you understand. It's deeply. the biggest initiation. Yes, yes. So all of the stuff started coming up um, as I was launching my business a little over a year ago, and um, I started out kind of doing my business in in a very yeah in a, in in a you know, distorted masculine way, kind of going along with how I had been living. And it did not help that, of course, everywhere, that's that's what's being said, right? It's Mm -hmm. like, that's what you just see. You know, you see so many people um, in that. And it's interesting too. I sometimes think about this because I really tended to gravitate towards women, um, you know, female teachers and mentors. And I I really do. I, I definitely gravitate towards that. But, but you know, the masculine and the feminine energy knows no gender. So Mm -hmm. I was really gravitating towards very masculine women, women, which was really interesting. And I kind of only realized that later I was like, Oh yeah. But, but even then, yeah, it was like, I was searching and craving for that feminine energy. Mm -hmm. And then I think coming in more to the spiritual business space, even there's so much around people kind of almost pretending to be that feminine, you know, like the, but then it can be, it can be the distorted feminine. Um, but it's a lot of like pretend fake feminine, honestly, really of people Mm -hmm. that haven't fully brought in the divine masculine that haven't fully brought in the divine feminine. And they're kind of saying these buzzwords and acting and saying these things in ways that, you know, they think that spiritual people want to hear. And there's a lot of issues there too. So that's kind of was my kind of first experience, um, in coaching. I was like, Oh, I want to be more feminine. Let me just bring this in. But it was kind of this artificial. Um, and then yeah, working with, or or being in projector magic, I was in the first round as well, which is how you and I are connected and, and be getting into Pilar's energy. Um, I think that was really the first time I, I was in someone's energy who was just so, like really balanced in both. both and you can yeah. tell, yeah, she had really done a lot of behind the scenes yeah. <laughs> work and was really embodied in both her feminine and her divine masculine. So it was a very, you could just see the divinity of that and how she operated and kind of coming into her energy really, I think showed me where I was operating in the distorted. And mm-hmm. really since then I came, you know, into her, the first round of projector magic back in February of this year, Mm-hmm. Um, and since then it's been a journey of just peeling back the, <laughs> peeling back the layers and really learning what the divine feminine looks like, um, what it actually looks like for me and mm-hmm. not what it, what it's supposed to look, to like. look like. Yeah. I wrote a, I wrote a question down that came yeah. to me that I want to ask you um, yeah. here in a little bit. I actually have a Capricorn moon too, by the way. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so I resonate. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it can be beautiful. Like there's a lot of beauty in it. I think that's another thing people get really 
then I start, you start to see this vilification of the masculine, right? This like, oh, it's so, it's just aggression and structure control. No, that's not it at all. Like, I think we lose a lot of, you know, the really divine masculine. You need that container. Structure can be extremely beautiful. Routine can be extremely life-giving. Like so much of this stuff is beautiful. It's just gotten hijacked and it's Mm -hmm. gotten really distorted. If you have too much of it or it becomes extreme is when it, I think, becomes damaging. But the masculine is beautiful too. And I do think that's a lot of, that's another thing I see in the spiritual space is like a major movement away from the masculine, but really you need that embodied, like both, you need the union of both. And so I think that's another thing. Yeah. Like it it could get a bad rap, but there's so many beautiful things I love about my Capricorn, you know, and Taurus. (laughs) That's so much earth. I have a lot of earth energy. Yes. A lot of earth. I've I've had to learn to not want to constantly go in the higher realms and pull mm-hmm. down and be in the human experience. So that's yes. been, that's been my balance, balance with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what words would you use to describe yourself? Oh, that's a really good question. Hmm. The first word that's coming to me is grounded. Um, and I think that is goes along with the earthy energy that I bring. Um, I think one of my gifts is definitely bringing the spirit into the body, Mm -hmm. um, bringing spirit into, you know, your own self. It's Mm -hmm. not something that's outside of you. Any, anytime anyone says teachings around, like you need to look to this person or this ascended master or this, it totally just doesn't resonate with me. And the teachings that really resonate with me are, you know, divinity, spirit, truth it all resides in you um and you can access that through your breath you can access that through your body um so grounded is a word I would use to describe myself um hmm trying to see if anything else is coming to me (laughs) like (laughs) let it come um I would say another word that's coming to me is thoughtful. I don't know why that word's coming to me. Um, I do think that I am really like a deliberate was kind of another word that was coming to me, which is funny because I actually, so in human design, I'm a one, three projector. um, And the three part of that is experimenting and kind Mm -hmm. of just doing a bunch of things. Um, and so that is, that definitely is a part of my personality as well. It's just like that experimenter and trying, you know, just trying and and seeing what works. Mm -hmm. But I do think I really, I've enjoyed also learning to kind of slow down and really think and Mm -hmm. really not only think, but like feel, how does that feel? So thoughtful is only a piece of it. I think another piece would be, um, like, I don't, I don't know what the word would be, but like really, I I guess intuitive. That's another word that comes to me. I think that's what I'm looking for. Intuitive, like Mm -hmm. really just, I love to just feel things in my body and to just kind of go from there, you know, whether that's a conversation, whether that's a business decision, whether that's a podcast, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I actually really love when things are not planned. Um, which is funny because 
yeah, my whole life, I think that's why I felt so out of alignment for so long. Cause mm. I was so afraid of that. Like I was like, I have to plan everything. I have to control everything. Cause there's so much fear. Mm-hmm. And when I was able to kind of move through some of that fear and just through life, just mm-hmm. through kind of seeing how I would feel when I would like be, allow myself to trust my gut mm-hmm. and be intuitive and actually follow my knowing rather than what I thought I should do or, you know, what other someone else suggested or, you know, what I had planned to do or thought I wanted to do. I just could really feel the huge differences in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started to just really build up that trust and learn to trust my intuition. Cause I think mm-hmm. that's such a, it's a whole thing. I mean, we're not taught to trust it. Yeah. We're not taught to listen and it can be really subtle. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, I get clients that come to me and are, they're like, I just don't, I don't know. I can't hear it. I don't know. And it's like, cause we're going so fast and we're not taught to listen to the subtleties. You know, mm-hmm. I think people really want a voice like screaming at them and that's yeah, not, not that really, obvious. No, no, sometimes, but <laughs> not generally no. no. Um, so it's, a, it's a practice, you know, I always remind people to, to really tune in, but I believe that we really are all intuitive. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like we For absolutely sure. all are. It's just a matter of trusting it and developing the the patience to, to listen and then actually take action on it. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of like the intuition is in the body. Yes. Right. So it's like, there's that mind intelligence and then there's that body wisdom or the body intelligence. And, um, what, what type of projector are you? Um, a splenic. Me too. Oh, nice. We have so many similarities. I'm I'm a a two five though. Okay. Profile. yeah, yeah. Yeah. How is the splenic? How do you feel the splenic already? I'm always curious. I feel like it's very different for people. I, I could not imagine living life any other way. Mm-hmm. It, for me, I, my body really responds to yeah. the environment or to people, or if something is for me or for not for me. Um, and I know when I'm like doing a podcast episode with somebody, cause I immediately like get chills. I get like the tingles up my spine. I get mm-hmm. like my heart starts to flutter a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's very, I think it's a very, for me, it feels very fast moving energy. Mm-hmm. The energy is yeah. like kind of like a lightning rod to me. Yeah. Um, and I know over the years, I've had to really work on quietening my mind. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I miss it. And and embodiment is huge for me as well. A lot of the more embodied I am, the more in tune I am. Yes. Right. And absolutely. then I think for me, the more embodied I am, the more in tune I am, the more clear of a channel I am. Yes. So 100%. it's like... It's, <laughs> And for me, my whole life has been getting the mind out of the way. And I think for me, the Capricorn tendencies come, come into the mind and how controlling and rigid my mind gets to be. Yep. Oh yeah. Mm, I resonate with hundred <laughs> percent. I think for me, it's interesting because I feel very similar. Like it feels like a very fast, quick, 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 quick. And, um, what's been hard for me, and I'm curious if you've had this experience too, is, um, sometimes I can mistake it for fear Mm. and there's that. So really learning what's fear, what's, what's really that spleen, that intuition. And, and, and also that's, that has to be trial and error. I do think you can get better at figuring that out, but sometimes it's just, you're not going to know till after the fact and being okay with that and learning that way. Um, but 
yeah, there's fear, like kind of, and then I think another piece of it that I realized somewhat recently is I think there's a part of me that likes to make quick decisions. Oh yeah. Same here. (laughs) Yeah. Because to like take away the uncomfortable feelings of ambiguity around, I don't know yet. Mm -hmm. So I think I read something in one of Brene Brown's books about your intuition. Sometimes it's going to be telling you that you need more time. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was great because I think when we think of spleen and intuition, it's often like, yes, no, quick, 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 quick. And that, that may be true most of the time, but sometimes it might be, Hey, we don't know yet. Yeah. Your intuition can be telling you, we don't know yet. We need more time. And when it, that was like a light bulb went off because I just, I'd have to check myself, you know, am I really making this decision because I just want to make a decision and like move on mm-hmm. or is this really my spleen? Is it fear? Is it my desire to just go fast? Like there's a lot, there's a lot, but I do think that that also cannot be figured out in your mind and that has yeah. to be felt. <laughs> yeah. There's something I remember Pilar said in Projector of Magic. She said, if you're somebody who usually will move quick into action, yours is to pause Yep. And integrate and listen. And if you're someone who's hesitant to move into action, it's usually, yes. to, it's usually go. Yes, exactly. <laughs> to just so, try the opposite. Yeah. yeah. And I've resonated with that. Cause I'm like, Oh, not yet. Because it's mm. first impulse, get into action, put it out there. So I've been learning to actually sit with it. Mm-hmm. And if it's still alive, it's still in there. It's still like, I see, I feel it like kind of like, as like the sensation is still built up in the body for me. Yeah, yeah. Then I let it move through and out of me. And it's a really good point that you said about fear because this is, this is crazy. <laughs> I, because sometimes like, you know, the spleen, it's like survival. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, exactly. And, and I know there's been times where my spleen has just been wrong. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Thinking, thinking that I was unsafe when actually everything was fine. Yeah. But I think the difference I've noticed is that when it feels like the energy has like bypassed my heart, like the discernment mm. center and has moved straight into the head. Mm. And that's yeah. how I know it's the, the fear is like distorted versus the fear is in the heart. And then I'm able to discern if this is fear or not. Oh, that's awesome. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's great. Yeah. sounds like you have a really deep body awareness too, which is amazing. And just, yeah. It's all this freaking Capricorn. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's so much density. (laughs) Yeah. I totally agree. I'm a lot of my work is very focused on the body. Um, I mean, first of all, cause we're humans and we're in a 3d body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, you know, in, in, especially in the spiritual world, like you said, there definitely is a tendency to just want to live up here yeah. and like out in the outer realms. Um, and it's, it's to really embody body. it. You got to bring it into the 3d and, and into the body really. Yeah. So it's yeah. beautiful that you have that awareness. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you, how did you start your business? And like, was it like a call? Maybe was mm-hmm. it a guidance? What was that point where you're like, this is what I'm ready to do now. And this is what I'm here to do. Yeah. Good question. As I'm sure everyone can relate, it was a journey, <laughs> but it was definitely a call. Um, and it actually was a call not to create a business in the beginning that kind of came later. Mm -hmm. It was a call to just start sharing my voice. Um, and it was really clear. It was, it was a little over two years ago when I first got this call, I'd actually 
um, again, up until that point, really spent my life in the, in the mind. And that's how I made most decisions. And were I was you, were you to... someone who usually would not share her voice? Um, yeah, I, I would with the people closest to me, but I didn't really like, I, I would see people sharing things on social media. I remember. And I would be like, Oh, that's great for that. Like sharing really vulnerable stuff um, and I'd be like, oh, that's great. I could never do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so more yeah. of the reason to do it. Yeah, exactly. Like I would always have that little hint of jealousy of, of people that were doing things like that. Um, and I actually, yeah, I didn't really know anyone at that point in this kind of space, like in this business space. I didn't know anyone doing it. I didn't actually know it was a, a space to be mm-hmm. or a thing. I kind of knew what I didn't want. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and where I was was not what I wanted. But it was hard because I had just been like with my three profile, I'd been trying different jobs, different things, even to the point where I had just, I actually, when this call really came, became clear, I had just finished a two-year master's degree. Oh, uh, wow. In what? Higher education administration. Oh, <laughs> so literally nothing related to anything that I'm doing. Wow. Um, yeah, because I've always really loved education. I mean, it, it, there is a through line for sure. Like I have always loved education, you know, relating with other people. I did think for a while I wanted to be a therapist. Um, but something about that never felt right to me. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, but like it always, people would always tell me, you're such a good listener. You'd be such a great therapist and all this kind of stuff. And I did really enjoy, I love, you know, as a projector, giving people advice and <laughs> our favorite thing to do, our favorite thing, guiding and, you know, having people, you know, tell me what's going on. But yeah, something about therapists was just like, no, that's not for you. And I am really glad I actually didn't go down that path because, mm-hmm. um, I do know a few therapists who, uh, are now kind of moving into coaching. And I know, um, there's a lot of, there's so many beautiful things about therapy, but I think it can be hard. It can be limiting. You know, it, it, it can be like, there's so much, there's, there's only certain things you're allowed to do. And there's just a lot uh, of limits too. So how did you like, know it was not for you because yeah, well, I had my chart read mm-hmm. all this Capricorn wants authority you know the Capricorn one really wants to be an authority on, at mm-hmm, something and for mm-hmm. me it's my work and I'm pretty sure it's probably work for you as well yep mm-hmm. um, and I immediately was like it's like education tried and true traditionalist you know mm-hmm. and I was like well I'm not a therapist you know mm-hmm. I don't have I mean I have a coaching certification but that's it and I have a bachelor's right, right. I was like how do I know I don't need to go down therapy and that's kind of been the little forefront of my Mm. you know, contemplation right now, because I'm like, do I need to do therapy in order for me to be an authority at what I'm doing? And, you know, to mm-hmm. build that successful business, Capricorn CEO, you know, mm-hmm. with legacy, like we're really here to, you know, be in charge and yeah. really, we're really good at being leaders. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to, I want to ask you, how did you go through that process of knowing like, okay, I'm starting a business. I'm really feeling called to help people really embody more of that projector of guiding people's energy and being, being a healer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But not having to go down this traditional therapy. I wonder how that kind of, the kind of integrated into your system or how that worked for you. That's a really good question. Um, well, I have a couple answers. I think the first one is I just had a body knowing, Mm -hmm. I just had a body knowing that, therapy was not the route, which was always so weird because again, I love, I never quite understood that. Um, 
because I, I did, I do love talking one-on-one. I mean, one-on-one client work is, is my favorite thing to do. I light up. I love it. But it was a body knowing that that just wasn't the path. Um, but I did go down, like you're saying, that path of education. So I was actually a, a high school teacher for a little bit. So burnt out. That was so not for me. Um, and then I was, then it, like in my logical brain, I was like, okay, I don't want to be a high school teacher, but like, I still think I like education, which I did. And then I was like, and then what, you know, I was thinking back to kind of what I really had enjoyed doing things I had enjoyed doing. And I really did enjoy when I was in college working, like mentoring college, like other college students and guiding them in their transition. You know, I really, Mm -hmm. I really do love helping people in transitions. Mm -hmm. Now that kind of relates to helping people transition in their business in some way. So whether that's kind of like, mostly it's transitioning out of toxic productivity, toxic, you know, masculine energy and moving into like a more aligned way of doing business. Um, I just, I love helping people in transition. So I then with my brain, I was like, okay, let me, let me go down this, you know, let me work in at, a, at the college level. Cause I had enjoyed doing that. It made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I did two years of a master's program. Again, the Capricorn, like I wanted to now when I think back on that, I'm like, I probably should have tried to get like a job in that sector first because <laughs> I should have probably tried that out and see if, if I liked it. But I was just like, nope, I'm going to go to grad school. Cause that feels really safe. That feels, I was like in a, when I made the decision to go to grad school, I had quit teaching. It was, I was like, I had a lot of anxiety and I was just needing something to have. I was needing a path. Mm -hmm. So exactly like you said, I needed to just feel like I had a path. Mm -hmm. Um, So grad school was actually a really fun experience. Um, But then to my complete surprise, when I left grad school and I got a full-time job, I just did not. I did not like it. Um, and I just had this knowing pretty early on that like, this wasn't the career path for me. And that was really hard. Cause I had just spent mm-hmm. a lot of money. Like I'm still paying off those student loans mm-hmm. and, and spent two years of my life in grad school. Um, and, and, and then I think it was like, I think it was like, like you, like you were just saying, it was this knowing of, okay, you need to just stop doing school. Like I, I didn't even entertain the thought of then going to like school to be a therapist. Cause again, I had just been in school. I basically been in school my whole life. Yeah. I was in school. Then I was in undergrad. Then I was getting a teaching certification while I was teaching. And then I was in grad school. So I was actually really happy to be out of school, even though I love it, you know, very mm-hmm. structured mm-hmm. <laughs> environment. I love school. I just had this like, okay, you've got to just stop trying to get all these certifications. Certifications. And what's funny is I was enrolled in a coaching certification. I was in it for only like two or three weeks and I really did not feel aligned with it. So Mm. I actually quit. Mm. So I do not have, I don't even have a certification, which is so funny because when I think about that, I'm like, like sometimes I'm like, oh my God, is anyone going to care that I don't have a certificate. You know what I mean? But no one has ever cared. Clients do not ask me that. I mean, I think it can be, it's beautiful because if you really feel like, you know, you want to develop those skills and I actually am starting one, it's not like a full certification, but, and I'm not doing it for the certification. I'm doing it to really develop my coaching skills further because I want to, I want to actually take them further now, now that I've been doing it Mm -hmm. for, for a while, I want to really like just push myself in a, in a healthy way and like really develop. Um, 
but I'm glad I waited a while to do that because I, in the beginning, I did not know what kind of coaching program I wanted, you know, now that I've really waited and, and had some clients, I know, I know what would really help me mm-hmm. and help me better serve clients. Um, but again, I'm not doing it because it's, I need a certification to feel like I can serve clients. I can definitely serve clients without it. I already have. Um, and so it's not the certification. It's, it's your energy. It's your, you know, it's, it's really you. Um, so I just, yeah, to answer your question, I think, um, I, it was a body knowing, and then I had just finished school and I got, when I got the call to kind of start sharing my voice more. Um, and it was just such a clear, don't go back, you know, (laughs) like don't go back to school. Even when I was trying to do a coaching cert, that didn't even work. Mm -hmm. So I was like, when I quit that, I was like, it was scary. Cause yeah. I was, I was like, Oh my God, can I start just coaching, you yeah. know, without a cert? But that's one thing I actually love about coaching. Um, it's, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse for sure. Mm-hmm. But I do love that there aren't all these hoops you have to jump through. I love that it's on you. You know, if you want to become a better coach, you go get certified, but like, you, this isn't something you have to do because I think a lot, a lot of incredible healers and coaches don't have any sort of no certification, you know, yeah, I, <laughs> like... I, mean, I mean, I think it's, uh, it's, uh, I mean, I have one thing to say about, about what you just shared, but before I share that, it's really about like, I think our own development and the yeah. devotion we yeah. have to our own unlearning. Yep. Yep. It really is what qualifies us or gives us the credentials or whatever you want to call it to really then serve other people. And I think yeah. being a projector, I don't think any projector can go life without this level of looking at ourselves and working through our shit because we're just picking up stuff all the time from our environment mm-hmm. constantly without even, sh- there's no off button. Like right. you know, you're always in a la- you're always looking at the world and you're always in observation with it. And you always have something to say about it. Yep. <laughs> you can just see clearly through this, through, through everything. Through the bullshit. Yeah. yeah. And I, think yeah. and I think it's just like the more we develop ourselves and the more we tap into all of ourselves, mm-hmm. I think the better we are able to serve. So I think the entrepreneurship path is literally like a path of devotion to yourself and your own mm. soul's evolution. Cause that's yes. how I know that I've been able to serve my clients because like, um, it's like, I think everything that we're doing is like, we're activating initiation codes for other people. Yes. Right. And so our frequency yes. just activates something within somebody else. Yep. And that in of itself is alchemizing or healing or doing, exposing, unve- unrevealing something to them. Yeah. Um, but it seems like you are really being initiated into trust. Yeah. Yeah. Trust is big for me. Um yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Trust is really big. That's been a a really big whole thing with my business. Absolutely. Um, and I did receive, yeah, I think you know this, but I did receive um, a message from my guides, like very clearly back in August, that trust is really what I'm here to be (laughs) initiated into and what I'm really here to help initiate. One of the things I'm really here to help initiate others into Um, and that, that just, when I heard that, I was like, oh yeah, that makes so much sense (laughs) because, yep, that, that makes sense. Like, and, and like you were saying, you know, 
that's the embodiment piece. I feel like there, you do see that with the coaching industry where, and I did it, I did it myself. So if any of your listeners are feeling like, Oh no, I'm not embodied or whatever. I would first say it's a journey as we all know. It's not, it's not like I am embodied the end. Um, but you do know when you're saying something in integrity and when you're not, you know, you absolutely know, you know, this is something I always tell people, you can you can listen to where the person is speaking from. Are they speaking from yep. their body or are they speaking from their mind? Yes. That's how you know when something is embodied versus it's Ooh. just the concept they're regurgitating. Yes. Stay away that. from people who are speaking from their mind. I know, which is a lot of people. <laughs> it's like, just mute those people, unfollow. I, mean, I, actually, I actually, I remember we were doing all these lessons with Pilar and I would just look mm-hmm. at her body when she was speaking. Oh, I wasn't even looking at her face because I was like, yeah, she's literally speaking from like the rising wow. and out of her body. If you if you hear her speak, mm-hmm. I actually inter- interviewed her for the podcast earlier this mm-hmm. year and mm-hmm. I was watching her speak and I was like, everything she's saying, <laughs> I can literally like intake right now because it wow. was so embodied how she was speaking. And since then, I realized that's what embodiment looks like embodied Mm. wisdom embodied integration embodied consciousness Mm. and that's not something you're gonna get from a certification no (laughs) no that's your own lived experience and your own yeah your own learnings your own Mm. trials and errors and the work that that all comes from within you Mm. and I think people but we're so not taught to that's not something we're taught. We're taught, go get the certification, go get the, go to do the school. But that's just this hamster wheel, Mm -hmm. right. That I like to call it of like, it's never going to be enough. And it's Mm -hmm. the same thing with it's money, Mm -hmm. right? There doesn't matter how much money there's so so many people that are like, I need more. I need more. It's this hamster wheel of, I need more training. I need more money. I need more this. Like you think, Oh, I just, I need more Instagram followers. That's a, Mm -hmm. Or I need more people on my email list to have a business, right? That was, those were big ones I would always have in the beginning of my business was like, cause that's the messaging you're getting from everywhere. You need this many people on your email list. You need, you need to be on Instagram. No, no. Let's, like, let's talk about the toxic entrepreneurship here for a second. Yeah. Because yeah. it needs to be addressed. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know when you started yeah. your business, what were the things yeah. you noticed yourself being like, oh, I have to do it like this. And this is how you run a business. And da, da, da. Like, it's like this template that you got to like fit into. Yeah. There's so much of that. Um, and <sighs> it's exhausting. It was not, it did not feel good. I was like so busy and I was busy doing all these things. I say busy in air quotes, doing all these things that were not actually what lit me up, which was working with clients. And what's interesting about, at least with one-on-one work, you know, coaching is that you cannot force clients to work with you, Mm -hmm. right? You can't, you cannot force them to come to you. You cannot force them to sign up with you. Um, that they have to come to you at the end of the day, you know, even if you are someone that is like messaging people constantly, or you, you know, we all know those people, Mm -hmm. um, and that way of doing it where it's like the, yeah, just message all these people and just blah, 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 blah. Um, even that you can't control at the end of the day. So that has been a big lesson for me because I think in the beginning I was like, okay, can't control that. So what can I control? And 
all of the messaging was email your list all the time, show up on Instagram all the time, be on Facebook all the time, be on all the platforms, have a podcast, have a blog, have a Facebook group. I mean, all of this stuff. And I was trying to do as much of that as I could. And it just, you know, run a group program, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, all the things that like, oh, I see this person doing it. And this, this business person is telling me this is the way that they made all this money. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's a lot of issues with that. I think the one I've really come to that I'm integrating now is that all of that is firstly just rushing the process. Mm-hmm. And there's so much, so much out there about, I made this much money in this, this, this amount of time, mm-hmm. follow these steps, you know, you can too. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with people who make a ton of money in a short amount of time. Absolutely not. I think it's the, the intention behind most of those people, because there definitely are embodied people who are making a lot of money. Absolutely. But most of it is how can I make the most money the quickest? And then how can I sell that to other people? And it's just this toxic spiral Mm -hmm. where you don't feel like you can rest because you've got to, you know, I talk to so many people and so many clients who they just feel so guilty about resting. You know, I think that's one of the, again, a blessing and a curse about having your own business and being your own boss because you get to choose what you do and where you put your energy. And so, but then people, again, because of our culture start to just want, I'm going to do this course. I'm going to work with this person. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do this and this and this, and you can just end up putting so much on your plate, which is what I did in the beginning, trying to do all of this stuff that you think you need to do in order to get clients. And yeah. And it's just, especially for projectors, (laughs) some people are more definitely more designed to operate that way. Um, and it works for them and they enjoy it and that's great, but it's not how we're designed to operate. So Mm -hmm. I was really operating like that and it did not feel good. Did you know you were a projector at the time when you were doing it? I did. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, well, you know what? I think, yeah, I knew I was a projector. Um, I was working with actually a, another projector coach who was kind of in the spiritual space, who was kind of in that um, space of like, she had, she, I was always looking at her like, she's doing so many things. Like, how is she doing all these things? Um, and she did have an assistant helping her. But it was interesting because a lot of what she was saying was not embodied because she was Mm. telling me, yeah, you're a projector, rest, you know? And yet I didn't fully see her doing that. Um, I, you know, I think she did more than some business coaches for sure. But like there was some kind of mismatch around what she was saying and what I was seeing. And so I was really just emulating her. And a lot Mm. of this was also me because I came, first of all, I came into the coaching relationship, like, I need, I need her. Otherwise I can't have a business, which yeah. is just not where you want to be coming from when you work, when you're working with someone, you know, yeah. um, I was coming from that place and I was just, yeah, I was in a much more like vulnerable state, I guess, of like really just not believing in myself at all. And I was really unwinding. It was a, you know, it's still slow, like still a process to really unwind from all of that toxic 
you know, activity, productivity. Yeah. From all the, it's, energy. yeah. And masculine energy. It, it takes a while. It's not an overnight thing at all mm-hmm. to unwind from. And so she did, I feel like she was actually kind of that middle ground. I don't feel like I might've, I don't, I wasn't fully ready for someone that was like really embodying the feminine truly. Mm-hmm. Um, I needed her as kind of a stepping stone. So there were a lot of wonderful things about, you know, the relationship that she and I had and she was more definitely more feminine than I was and was kind of like I yeah like I said that stepping stone of helping me unwind but then there were definitely some mismatches too and some things like I didn't feel full embodiment from her um and so then therefore I was just emulating her and then I was, I had a Facebook group and I, I did all of this stuff, right. Because I, she had done all that and had found success, but it was definitely a exhausting. And it was like a, wow, well, okay. She has success, but like, I have to do all the things that she's doing doing. and I was trying to do them and it wasn't working. I wasn't finding success with it. You you were missing from the equation. I was missing. Exactly. I was missing from the equation. Absolutely. When when did you realize that, okay, this is not going to work anymore. Like I, this is so toxic. Yep. And I, I need to do it differently. Like something's got to change. It was earlier this year, right before coronavirus happened, Mm. right before the month before it was February of this year. What set that off? Well, I think the first thing was, um, the first thing was, so I was going, I had worked with her for six months and towards the end of our time together, I was already starting to panic because I was like, I don't think I can do this without her. Mm. I need her. Right. And so I was already ready, going to like sign on again with her and all this stuff, which I did not have the money to do at all. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but I was like, I need her. And so then I actually went on this retreat. Um, and the retreat was led by someone who was like a weekend retreat in January. It was around the first full moon of 2020. And, um, it was led by someone who was extremely embodied. Like, Mm -hmm. I think the first person I had really come across who was like just so embodied. Yeah. Yeah. What like was the difference was... between that? What, what, what did you notice? <sighs> it's hard, It's so hard to put it into words. You're really good. I've noticed at putting that stuff into words. I'm like, <laughs> you do such a good job. Um, I'm trying to think about what it was. It was, um, it was just, I, I can't, I cannot put it into words. It was a feeling. It was just yeah. a feeling of being around her and just, fe- it was like, her, her embodied her that she was so embodied. It activated something in yes, me exactly that's like what you, I was about to say. It activated yeah. me, and it it turned on. It was like this turned on this dormant part of me, and I got so clearly on that retreat. Do not sign up with this coach again. Mm-hmm. Do not. You've got to stop that and be on your own. And it was like, whoa, okay. So it was like, yeah, she activated really that that of my own wisdom and my own knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was kind of percolating. And then I ended up, yeah, not c- continuing on with her. And then the call for projector magic came in. And as soon as entering Pilar's field. So you already had known about Pilar during this time? I had. So the, my first coach had actually told me about Pilar, which is funny. Oh, wow. And I remember, yeah. And I remember um, reading Pilar's website and I was not ready for, it. I was like, <laughs> whoa, this is crazy. I was like, this, this woman is crazy. I don't know. I don't know. This is like a lot. Like there's just so much energy, like on her website alone, so much, like more than I had ever felt. And I remember I followed her on Instagram, but you know, she never really posts That's on funny. there. Yeah. Um, and so I, and I forgot about it. 
totally forgot about it. It's so then- interesting that you say that because I ac- accidentally, I put that in uh-huh. air quotes because it wasn't an accident, mm-hmm. found her and her website and it was like the biggest relief for me. Mm, yeah. Like, I was activated through and through. Yeah. And that like- yeah. I was like, and then immediately I was like, I need to talk to this person Yeah, for the, for the podcast. And I just yeah. Yeah. happened to also launch my podcast in April that year. I mean, April this mm-hmm. year. It was, the, uh, it was okay. Go ahead. Yeah, no, that. that's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I was kind of activated when I was on her website for the first time too, but like almost in a like, uh, I don't know, I was not ready for it. Then I forgot about it. And then um, she posted about projector magic. And as soon as I just was like reading it and looking at it, I was like, like you said, it was, I was fully ready. It was like fully in line with where I was going. Um, And it was just, yeah, it was, uh, that was really the, just being in Pilar's energy was really so deeply activating and uh, all of this stuff started falling away. And then the other thing that happened was, so I have a dog and he got sick um, that in February, I think it was like mid to late February. And he had to be, we were really scared. Like we didn't know if he was going to survive. And he's like, oh, you know, my child, love him so much. And um, he was in the hospital for a while and I didn't, I was obviously not doing any work at that time. And I distinctly remember, I was like, there was a little voice that was like, oh my God, but you're not going to be able to post on Instagram three times this week. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> no, that is gross. And I was like, I'm not doing that anymore. It was just this, like, I was like, I, that's, I'm done. Like I'm done with that. And this, all of the, so like all of those kind of combinations of things just came to a head in February where I was like, fuck all this stuff. I am just gonna like really do what lights me up and say goodbye to all the rest. And it's, you know, been a journey for sure. And there's mm-hmm. moments where I go back a little bit for sure into like, uh, like it's, it can be, it's really scary. It can mm-hmm. be really scary living from this place. Um, because a, you really don't see a lot of people doing it. Mm-hmm. I think more and more of us are, and it's beautiful. Yeah. And I remind myself, you know, when I feel like I'm, I'm alone or there aren't a lot of people doing it, like, first of all, it feels so much better for me to live this way. It feels so bad in my body. Like it just feels contracted. It feels forced. It feels wrong. And that's just not a fun way to live. Mm -hmm. And so it feels bad, but also I'm reminded like when you are stepping into this and when you're living in your truth, it really activates and allows others to do the same. So there's the two, that's what I try to remind myself, but it can definitely be scary. Yeah. What were the, some of the things you noticed that you started to, how did your relationship with your business start to change then? Completely. Yeah, completely. Well, I realized first that I was really relying on other people (laughs) which was ironic because it was a course, you know, I remember, you know, laughing about that with Pilar, like, yeah, it was a course that that kind of helped me realize I need to stop taking courses (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) because even though I hadn't gotten my certification and I kind of let go of needing the certification, I still love to learn, you know, I'm I'm a one, Mm -hmm. I love to learn. Um, and I also, that that's also beautiful. And again, I'm going, I'm going back to this, this, coaching intensive that I'm starting in January, but like that has come from such a different space, not from a space of, I need this to make me better. I need this to get clients. I need this to feel more legit. It's from Mm -hmm. a space of like, 
this just resonates. This, yeah. this really resonates. It's about and I you. Feel, yeah. And I feel like this is going to be deeply like wonderful and activating for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one of the things I realized was like, I just, I just saw really clearly how much I was putting in this, my first coach and how much I was just following her and thinking that she had the answers mm-hmm. for me. Um, and then really the other piece was, um, letting go of, you know, the doing to get and really looking at. I'm so glad you said that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's my favorite phrase. And I heard it again from Pilar. I feel like this is an ode to Pilar, which is great because she's the best. Um, but yeah, the doing to get, I realized how much of that I was doing, right? Like Mm -hmm. so, so many things I was doing in my business, almost everything, honestly, um, was out of this thing, this, this, I should do this, this is what, you know, this is what people have told me to do, not because I genuinely wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really shifted. I was like, I'm only going to show up on Instagram when I have legit want to, and I have something to actually say. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was funny because I had a few people reach out to me after a few weeks of that, you know, much, I really wasn't posting. And when I did post, it was like, I was just so honest and it came straight from the heart. And I had a couple people reach out and just say, what happened to you? You seem so different. (laughs) You're like a different person. (laughs) And that was beautiful. I was like, wow. Yeah. Okay. People can really feel this shift, um, in my energy. So yeah, it was just kind of taking all of that stuff away and it was, and then the coronavirus hit Mm -hmm. and, um, everything was canceled and, and that was beautiful in its own way too, because I had so much time. I didn't really have very many clients at that point. I had so much time. And I, I really started to, I started to just go inward so much more. And I got so much more comfortable with just being mm-hmm. and just allowing myself to follow my joy and to just play and to just ask my body, what, what do you want to do right now? That's what I started to do. I would have completely empty days And I would just be like, okay, body, what do you want to do next? Mm -hmm. And just follow that. And that was like crazy because I'd never done that in my life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And yeah, I think those were kind of, those are kind of the big things. Um, In terms of clients, um, I, I think my relationship with just how I interacted with clients, of course, really shifted and really, I just kept releasing anything needing to happen with clients or again, the amount of clients that needed to come to me and the amount of money and goes back to like that rushing fast energy. Mm-hmm. That's something I've really been um, integrating this year is just the slow, like slow, sustainable growth mm-hmm. and that my business journey is going to grow exactly at the rate that it's meant to grow. And, and I'm doing this in a really you know, embodied sustainable right. way. Yeah. But that's hard because there is, I, there was a period this year where I just wasn't growing as fast, mm-hmm. you know, or as getting as many clients as I wanted. Um, and that's hard both because I, I love what I do so much and I just want to help people, mm-hmm. but also because there's so many messages of, wow, if you haven't made this in one year or, you know what I mean? You've, you fail. Like there aren't a lot of people talking about, Hey, it took me five, six, seven years to make decent money. Like (laughs) there's not a lot of people saying that. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it can, for people that are like, you know, in the more beginnings of this, or even they've been doing this for three or four years and aren't, you know, aren't seeing the growth or the money that they, 
they thought mm-hmm. they would or they wanted, it can feel like you want to give up. It mm-hmm. can feel like you failed. And mm-hmm. so really reframing that for myself um, has been really helpful this year and leaning into just like the slow, it's okay. It's okay that it's slow. It's okay that there are like rest periods where you're not really going to have clients Mm -hmm. and busier times and less busy times and, um, not needing to feel like you have to be productive in order to rest. Yeah. I resonate with you a lot there because my God is entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. No, it is not (laughs) not. glamorous at all. No, it will test you and it will bring all your shit up. It will bring all the conditioning, all the wounds, all the stuff. That's what it did for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I resonate with you because it's been a slow process for me. Yep. And there's been many times where I was like, you know, you look at other people and you're like, why are they just already like successful one month in? Oh yeah, in, I, know. Like, I know. Six months in. Six months in, in a year in. in. Yeah. And I'm just like, what's wrong with me? And then immediately it's like, like my story has been like, oh, it's because you're not valuable or what you do is not valuable. Ooh, interesting. You're not good enough. Interesting. So, so for me, it's always back to me and like how mm. I'm adequate. Mm-hmm. so interesting because that's what my business has been mirroring this whole entire time for me but it somehow took me this year to finally understand that mm-hmm. and when I did I realized wow like when Pilar said like I think it was an Instagram post of hers that she said something along the lines of do like doing to get versus being to receive yep mm-hmm. and I was like I have been running my business in this doing to get model and yep. I'm doing, 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 and I'm like, where's, where's the clients? Where's yep. The clients? Where's the, yeah. <laughs> Where, where's like the success that I'm supposed to be like having as an entrepreneur, like running your own business. And it's like, and then it was such a hard reality, like check for me. It was like, you're, where are you placing your value? Where are you placing your worth? Where are you measuring your sense of enoughness? Yeah. All tied to these like numbers. Oh yeah. How many clients, how much money? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and I, and I, and that's what prompted me to take projector magic this summer Mm. actually. And I was like, this has got to stop. And I went into complete being mode. I haven't done anything in my business since July. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I love it. And like, that would make no sense because I just launched a podcast this year. And then I just kind of dropped off the face of the (laughs) earth. But the and, podcast clearly feels good for you. Yeah, but it was so time. It was like I when yeah. I when I when I heard your um talk on projector magic, I like knew wanted to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And then I remembered, I was like, wait, you usually rush into action. Mm. So sit with this. Mm-mm. So I I waited for a while. Yeah. And then in November it was like, okay, I think you can start to like just taste it again, touch it again. So that's kind of mm-hmm. what I've been doing. And I've been there's no like quantifiable or definable way it's like I'm recording when I feel like recording and I don't know how many episodes are going to be I don't know if it's going to be every week I have no clue yep right and it's like living in this way is so it feels so right for me Mm -hmm. but it's so like it's so it goes against everything you see out in the world um, and I think yeah. something you said in your talk when you gave it in Projector Magic is like exiting the entrepreneurship matrix, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? And kind of yeah. you, you, you said you saw it so clearly. 
Could yeah. You, could you tell me more about that? Yeah. I mean, I think it's everything that we've been really talking about. Like it, it was, I think it was in, yeah, it was in February and it just, well, yeah, yeah, it was, it was like, I just, once you kind of, well, what is the entrepreneurship matrix? Let's yeah, I know. I'm like that. trying to put this into words. <laughs> um, the entrepreneurship matrix to me is this, it's like a, it's the, the image I'm getting right now is like a funhouse mirror. Like it's like, just distorted. Like, it's just, you're looking at yourself and you're like, why is my head all like this? And it's like funhouse mirrors. And it's like this illusion mm-hmm. of, and everyone feels like they have to, they have to play along with it. Otherwise they're not going to be successful or whatever. It's like, it's like, okay, now I'm kind of getting more of it. It's like a funhouse mirror, like fun house. And at the end of it, you, you got to go through like this whole obstacle course and you have to do the obstacle course exactly like everyone else is doing it. Yeah. <laughs> like a template, like a template with all these fun house mirrors that are just distorting everything. And at the end is going to be quote unquote money, quote unquote success, quote unquote happiness, you know, everything that we're fed to believe that we are strive that we should strive for and is going to make us fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's like this, but then it's, it's a mirage. I kind of see it because mm-hmm. you're going on this obstacle course and it's like the, the pot of gold at the end is like, Oh, you're almost there. And then it moves back more yeah. and it moves back more. And that's just kind of how I see it. And so exiting that, which is, you know, all of that, you have to do business this way. And it's like looking shiny on Instagram and you have to, you know, all the traditional business advice, not doing things from an embodied place, like extracting your wisdom before it's ready, mm. you know, <laughs> like yeah. needing to, um, that's so powerful that you've said that. Cause it's literally like, it's, I, I see it as like a ripening fruit. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's great. Trying to and eat that, it. Yeah, yeah. Eat it before it's not, not ripened fully. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Extracting your wisdom before it's ready receiving downloads and then feeling like I have, I have to immediately share this or I have to be posting, you know, the wisest thing on Instagram or, you know, if I'm not an expert at this, no one's going to listen. Or if I'm not always inspirational or I'm not always high vibe, like all the things that we've just been conditioned and conditioned and conditioned. Um, that's what that fun, all the fun house mirrors and the obstacle course is. And then exiting it is you can see it for what it is. It's a mirage. Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh, yeah, that's a never-ending mirage. That's not actually what's going to fulfill me. Mm-hmm. What's going to fulfill me is hopping off of this, mm-hmm. <laughs> not following this, not – I don't need to go through this obstacle course, yeah. like, anymore. I need to figure out what fulfillment looks like for me. Mm-hmm. I need to go inward and remember that I am worthy mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. I can find joy right now. Mm-hmm. And what's funny about that too, is another thing that when you were talking reminded me, um, about the being to receive. Mm-hmm. So the first time I went through projector magic, I, I went through it. I was in the unique position where I went through it twice. And the second time I also spoke, mm-hmm. but you're, you're mentioning, um, so I gave a talk on this and, um, 
the first time I went through it, the being to receive was like, whoa, yeah, that feels really good. But like, it was a concept. Yeah. It, what I didn't under, I didn't really understand it because then what I started doing was, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to like go to the park and then I'll get client. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it was like a, it was, that's it was the another next distorted doing. To it get. was another, it was, a, it was doing to get disguised as a being to receive. It was like, I'm just going to go to the beach and then I'll get clients. I'm just going to go. You know what I mean? And it was like, Oh shit, I'm still doing this to get clients. It's the mm-hmm. same. It's just in a disguise. And that's the entrepreneurship matrix too. Yeah. It's like, so it's all this stuff in a shifty disguise and underneath it's like, yeah, not real. Um, it's a total mirage. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it wasn't until, yeah, the second round when I went through and somehow it just, it just clicked. It was like, oh, I am worthy. Like I am, I can find joy right now. I don't need these clients. I don't need this money metric, right. To prove that I'm successful. I, I have, I have like helped amazing client. Like, you know what I mean? Like it just, something just really clicked. And it was like being to just be like Mm -hmm. being not for my business, not because that's going to help me in my business, but because that's just so fulfilling for me as a person, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. has nothing to do with my business and it has everything to do with it, of course. Mm -hmm. But like, that's not the reason that you're working, you know, and I don't like the term working on yourself either, but that's not the reason you're, you're peeling back these layers and you're, you're finding the inherent worthiness isn't so that you can bring in more money and you can bring in more clients that can absolutely happen Mm -hmm. as a byproduct. But the reason is so that you can just feel that as a human, that you're, that you're worthy of that. And joy is right here. Yeah. Being feels like for me, it feels like a fullness of myself. I'm full of myself. I'm contained completely in Mm. who I am. I love that you, I love that you still love that you shared that because I want to, I went on a bike ride. This is, this is doing projector magic, like, like Mm -hmm. early August or, or late August. And I went on a bike ride and I was like, just biking. And I was so like, so just present and alive and so tuned into just riding this bike. Mm, And I was fully being, I was just fully in the experience of being on this bike, whatever. And then I checked my phone, I get home and I had made money. Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm, Yep. And then I was like, this is what that means. Yep. Yep. Like, yeah. Oh, I, I get it. I get it. There was no agenda. It was like, my body was like, Kajal, you need to go for a bike ride. I was like, okay, body, let's go do this. Yep. And it was like a childlike wonder. Yeah. And that's, I was like, this is how making money truly feels satisfying to me. Yes. And you weren't going on a bike ride to make money. No. <laughs> like you were, you had so much joy. The money that came in was just an like a cherry on top, you know, yeah. like, oh, great. And, and you didn't since, need that. Yeah. Since that experience, I know that my mind wants to take and distort it and be like, we're going on bike rides because we make money. Exactly. Right. Well, that, that's, that's where it can go after that. Yeah. That's, and then I was like, no, yeah. we're not. We're not going yeah. on bike rides. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going on bike rides to make money. Yeah, We're not going on bike rides at all right now because you need to look at this. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool that you, I can, I know, tell me if you can probably feel this in your body is like when it's like a being, which feels like it's moving up 
and out of you when it's yeah. like doing it's like coming into your head and it wants to like just kind of move out just kind of like yeah that's great I love that that's absolutely yes yeah it when you when you're saying up and out it's like I imagine that yeah coming from your root mm-hmm. and coming from that which is like so embodied Body. to me and coming naturally out whereas yeah it's coming down and it's like coming into your mind and then you're almost like pushing it out. out. Yes. Yeah. Not, yeah, naturally flowing oh, up and out. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It feels yeah. like a waterfall to me, like when I'm in the being. Yeah. Spaces. Yeah. Which is something I've been doing but basically for the past six months. So it's That's been great. Working. It's been yeah. great. That's um, so good. <laughs> I want to ask you about, so now how does your masculine and feminine run your business? right? Mm, Because I know Pilar really touched on this in Projector Magic. Mm -hmm. Um, She said that the masculine creates the container for the feminine to flow. Yeah. Right. And we both have these, everybody has these inner archetypal energies within us. Yeah. Yeah. Some of us will gravitate towards more feminine, more masculine. Yeah. Um, And neither is wrong or right. It's just sometimes I am more in my masculine some days. Yeah. Some days I am more in my feminine and neither, there's no judgment here. It's just you could see when it's forced yeah versus when it's like oh this is what this is where my energy is really wanting to express through that's how i see it at least mm. this is how my energy wants to be um manifested into the physical realm yeah brought so want, into form yeah yeah i want to ask you how how have how has your business structure changed now yeah you 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 i know you you Cause that was a really uh, like initiating lesson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, it's such a, it's a flow and it's a, that's also been a whole process because I, there's, there can be conditioning around, I have to pick a niche. I have to say oh, the God. same message. You know, that's the, the, oh my God. I don't can't. say that's, that to my line too. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Um, no, that does not work for me. No, um, and I hate it. It's just the entrepreneurship matrix because again, some people naturally find, if you naturally find a niche, like great, you don't have to go. It's such a difference between people kind of gravitate towards you and there, and then you're kind of like, Oh, these are kind of, they have similar qualities. And I really am lit up working with these people versus like, what's my niche. I have to go find one and figure it out. No, it's like, there's such different energies. And that actually, that example is a very good example of, you know, the, the masculine and feminine to me, right? Like the distorted masculine would be like, I've heard I need to pick a niche. I've seen people be successful. I need to go sit and figure it out and like write down my ideal client and like all this stuff and like figure that out. And, um, what problem am I solving? What problem am I trying to solve? What problem am I solving? What value am I offering? You know, like logicking it. And then I think the, the masculine and feminine together is, something along the lines of, okay, you're flowing in the feminine, you're seeing who you're feeling into who comes to you. And then, and then maybe you get a nudge or maybe it feels good to, okay, I've, I've now worked with some people, these people, I, you know, I don't, they don't light me up as much. And these people feel really good and like allowing yourself to just kind of feel into it. And then maybe there's a point where you just get a nudge, like, oh, maybe you can kind of 
talk to these people a little more, or maybe you can kind of change your, your copy or your marketing a little bit because you're, you're really finding that you're, you're enjoying working with these specific people, which is kind of, that's kind of how it feels for me. It's like a trial and error, but then I get these nudges of like, okay, maybe this is, this is where we're kind of going. And then I can adjust my copy and stuff from there because the copy, that stuff is still important too. And that, that has its place. Absolutely. So it's not like you don't want to have copy or you don't want to, you know, you don't like, which, you know what I mean? It's like a, it's, it's like a, just a marriage of the two. And it's like a, a really beautiful balance of you're flowing in the feminine and then the masculine comes in and helps you bring it into form and helps you write the words, mm-hmm. you know, another example that, so yeah, bringing the divine masculine in for my business has been wonderful initiation. Definitely still something I'm integrating and working with for sure. And will be, mm-hmm. um, but I'm starting to really feel what that feels like. Um, another, another thing that looks like is like having boundaries on sales calls or boundaries are very masculine and and they can be so beautiful in just, you know, coming on a sales call and really being like, here's what I do. Here's what I don't do. And not being like, Oh yeah, I'll do whatever you want. And just like giving away your power to whoever's on the call because you want their money. Right. Mm -hmm. So that would be the distorted feminine. Um, so the the divine masculine can really look like, yeah, setting those boundaries. What, when do I want to respond to clients? When do I feel, you know, when do I want them to tell me if they want to work with me or not? Like having, you know, a container for that, just setting up kind of containers that feel really good. That, that looks like the divine masculine. Another example would be, um, another kind of like writing copy example. Um, for a really long time, I knew I needed to be in my feminine and I would not show up anywhere without, if I didn't feel that, that kind of nudge, that kind of download. And then, recently I was sitting there and I was like really feeling again, strong pulls to revamp my sales page copy for my one-on-one coaching program. Mm -hmm. And something then was kind of like, then I was kind of going into, okay, I'll just wait, you know, I'll just wait to see what comes. If I get a download, great. If not, if not, but then something was like, no, you can sit down (laughs) and feel into the energy of this container and allow it to flow through you right now. And I was like, okay. (laughs) So like I sat there and I put on some music and I just breathed and I really tapped into the energy of the container and I just like allowed it to flow through. That was the divine masculine there being like moving you into action, moving me into action. I didn't have to just wait around like but maybe that is what you want to do. Maybe it isn't, you know, it's like, you're always going to kind of get that guidance. Um, and again, sometimes you, you move into action too quickly and it doesn't feel good and that's okay too. Like mm. it's, there's no way to be, there's no perfection about this. It's also, I just love to look at it as like trial and error and just feedback. And, and if you are moving into action too quickly, what does that feel like mm-hmm. in your body? Like you keep saying so beautifully, you know, how does that, how is it flowing? How does it feel? How do you want it to feel? And kind of just moving with it that way. It's really just, I see it as like a dance and like a movement all the time. Yeah. It it reminds me of like, if I'm moving too quickly into action, there's like a doing to get distortion there. Yeah. Versus, I don't know if you, if this happens to you with the splenic is sometimes I get this rush of like just downloads Mm. and it's just like, I am buzzing with excitement and I'm just like, oh my God. And I can't contain it. And mm-hmm. I need to like, just like 
vocalize it and materialize it. Yep. Oh yeah. And, and the there same. is, and there is like no waiting time. Cause I'm just mm-hmm. so like, it's so like activated in me. Yeah. That it needs to come out. Yep. And I've, I'm, I've been learning uh, between when I am so activated with, uh, with this energy, like it's kind of like passion. Yeah. yeah just kind of yeah, like a fire. It, yeah. Like kind of moves me into action. And there yeah. maybe there have may not been like quote unquote integration happening that I'm aware mm-hmm. of, but I'm, sometimes it feels like for me when I'm moving into action or I'm moving that passion through me, the integration is happening as I'm vocalizing. It. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's a great point. Like there are not time there are no time limits on it. There's no like, you need to sit for a day or a week or a month and integrate. Like it's, it's, it can be that fast. It can mm-hmm. absolutely be that fast. Mm-hmm. And it can also maybe not be that, like it, it, maybe you need some time. So again, I think only you know mm-hmm. what that is going to, what that, yeah, what that feels like for you and what, where to kind of go with that. Um, yeah. it's, it's so unique to each person. like sometimes it's like tell me if this is something that you've experienced as well is like the integration for me I notice happens a lot in client sessions Mm. right Mm. because my my by me serving as a mirror Mm -hmm. like I am like I really see my channel I see myself as a clear channel for higher guidance or divine wisdom to come through and it's like as if it's working on my system at the same time absolutely and then I'm like oh wow I had no idea like that's what I'm integrating right now as well Mm. Mm. versus when I'm just sitting here by myself like working on myself yep (laughs) and then like this is why I love client sessions so much because in one-on-one I'm like it's real time integration happening. Yeah. This is like in my journal and meditation. It yeah. really, the other person's energy really just even amplifies it for me. Yeah. That is beautiful. I love that. Um, absolutely. That's how I see client sessions too, is not, you know, me coming to them with like, I have more knowledge or I'm going to tell you, you know, what is best for you or like, you know, it's a, it's a co-creation. It's really the beautiful activation that can happen when two people just sit down mm-hmm. and exchange energy. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. so much magic there for both people. Like I love yeah. that you said it's just as healing and helpful for you as it is for the client. I feel yeah. the, the same way about it. Yeah. yeah and I, and I never, I never feel like anyone has to go in being an expert. Yeah. No, you have, you have to go in being open and willing to look at yourself. Yeah. That's that, what's going to help the clients the most. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to yeah. ask you, what's your relationship with social media like? Because that's a oh, huge part of running a business or it's not, yeah. it doesn't have to be. Yeah. No, I actually, it's funny that you asked me this because I feel like I've talked to like everyone on podcasts about this recently. I just did a solo episode on my podcast about my relationship with it. It's very top of mind for me. Um, so I love that you asked it. I think it's, I think it can be so beautiful. Of course, there are many (laughs) issues and many downsides, um, but it can be a really beautiful tool. And I think when you're using it with integrity, it it really can be a tool for connection. It can be a a tool for expression um, and for people to really feel your energy. Is it something I think you need to have? No. I think it's important for each person to really tune in and feel what lights, which platform, if any, lights me up. If none of them do, no, 
Like do not force yourself to be on all these platforms that don't light you up, that don't really call to you. And then once you kind of figure out what platforms feel best to you, then feeling into, okay, how, how can I make this relationship really intentional? Because I think um, another thing that really happens with social media is it becomes just this very unintentional, like, like what's the word I'm looking for? It just becomes a really habitual, addictive thing that we just get into where we're not, it's mindless, right? Where we're like not really being intentional about when we're using it, why we're using it, allowing ourselves to take breaks Mm -hmm. from it if it's not feeling good. So that's my relationship with it is really always changing. Um, but I'm always tuning in, always tuning in to like, what is feeling good for me now? Like, I kind of like what you were saying about the, just getting downloads and needing to act now, maybe back in October, I was getting really strong downloads, like show up on there more, like share yourself more. Cause I, I, I was kind of in this cave where I wasn't sharing as much, which again, had been really good, but it was like, okay, time to start sharing more. And I did, but then I quickly was like getting back into the more I was on there, the more I was like comparing and looking at numbers again. And I was like, okay, so I need to now recalibrate this because I do want to share, but I need to recalibrate how I'm consuming it. And like, again, look at my boundaries Mm -hmm. around how and why am I going on it? So I like recalibrated that. And then I went into this period of like, okay, I don't really have anything to say anymore. So I'm like really not on it at the moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and just trusting. Yeah. I think just trusting the ebbs and flows, like it's always changing always. Mm-hmm. And just really going in and getting honest with myself about um, why am I using this? How am I, how does this feel in my body? you know, do I want to be spending less time on it? And I have very strong boundaries with it because mm-hmm. I like many other people, I'm sure many other people listening to this can relate. It just be, it can become so mindless. It can become something you just grab. And it, it, there are a lot of, there's a lot of energy on there. And especially for projectors, like I, I can't really intake people's energy that much. So it's funny because my husband is probably on it a lot more than I am, even though I have a business <laughs> that so I he, run. What is he? He's a generator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's on it more than I am. And um, he'll be like, oh yeah, you probably didn't see this person's story. And I'm like, no, I really didn't. I like, don't, I rarely look at posts. I rarely look at stories um, because it's so much for me. It's just, and I'm also like really selective with who I do look at, like who I even have on there. Like I've gone through so many periods of muting and unfollowing and because the energy on there is intense, as I'm sure we all know, it's intense. And so being really careful with that, like, who are you following? But also, yeah, like all the other stuff you're intaking too. I, there was a point where I was listening to podcasts all the time. And now I'm like, I can't listen to business podcasts because Mm. 95% of them are this matrix thing. And it just doesn't resonate with me anymore. Um, and I, my podcast, like actually listening to podcasts went way down. Cause I realized I was feeling a lot of time with that. And a lot of this is again, just like stuff we reach for mm-hmm. to fill time that, because we don't want to be quiet. Yeah. Um, I love that you said that, like for me, I, you need to, I think everyone needs to know like where they're vulnerable. And I think, mm. I don't know if this is a projector thing or not, but I think projectors are so much more prone because we are so receptive of other people's energies 
Yeah. And so tuned into other people's energies that we're, we're taking it on with that, without our, without our, without our conscious awareness yep. of it. Yep. And I know for me, like social, social media often feels like psych- a psychological, like weapon, like, yeah. like for me and like, yeah, it really, really fucks with my mind. Yes. And- <laughs> <laughs> me too. Because I'm like, well, I don't have that many followers. So I guess like, yeah. I like you go into these stories and stuff. Like even right now yeah. I got a, I got an email from somebody who's like podcast hit 1 million downloads. And I, and this is right before I was about to record with you. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, my podcast hasn't hit 1 million downloads. I don't even know if it hits, if it's hit like a hundred thousand downloads yet. Or yeah. Anything. Yeah. And then immediately, like, I thought my body contract and I was like the story of like, oh, like, guess my podcast is not good enough or, you know, it's, yeah. it's yeah. inadequacy, like stuff like that. But then I was like, but do you enjoy this? Yes. Does this light you up? Yes. Does yeah. it fucking matter how many downloads this episode's going to get? No, Mm-mm. like Mm-mm. you, even if you're reaching a few people, people, that is so beautiful. But like, I'm in my joy right now, yeah, and I'm so activated and so inspired and just so in connection with you. And that is so, yeah. like, that's the being, yeah, right? Yep. And I was like, okay, like, you, but you watch it, you witness it, and you're like, oh, there's a distortion again. So yeah, I, I have, I, I turn it off, like, I, I really don't. I just don't want to purposely traumatize myself every single time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. It's, it's just something you have to be really clear with yourself around how is this making me feel? What kind of headspace am I in? I mean, I've noticed if I'm in a weird headspace going on there, not a good idea, you know, like even when I'm really clear, it's hard, but like, if I'm in a weird headspace, I'm already feeling like I'm comparing myself going on there is not good. So just being really clear with yourself around, yeah, how you're feeling. And then just remembering, you know, even if you go on it or you see something like that, like 1 million downloads and it starts, you know, you start having all these thoughts. Like firstly, that's extremely normal, but that's mm-hmm. what it is. It's the the matrix. The person in the matrix is going to be like, okay, well, what can I do to like increase my numbers? Because when I get, maybe I, I just need 10,000 downloads and then I'll feel better. And then I, and then when you hit 10,000, it's like, well, then I need a hundred thousand. And it's like, so that's the kind of matrix behavior and the getting out of the matrix behavior is exactly what you just said. It's like, firstly, recognizing that that came up because that's okay. And that's so natural and so normal. And we all have this, but then it's like, yeah, it's like validating and really allowing yourself to feel. That's another big piece. Like allowing yourself to really say, okay, that was triggering. Mm -hmm. This is how I'm feeling. Let me just sit with myself. How can I move through this or, or really just allow myself to deeply feel this energy and then allow it to kind of release you once you've really given yourself space to deeply feel it. And then it's like, okay, that was a distortion. <laughs> That's a distortion. Um, coming back to your joy, coming back to your worthiness, exactly like you did. And just, it's like, a, you just keep coming back to it and keep coming back to it because stuff is always going to happen like that. And there are so many that's going to, yeah, that's just always going to come up in different ways. Um, and so it's not about never being triggered by things. It's about what's my reaction to, to that. Am I going to try and just, okay, well, let me just get more numbers and like do, 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 because that's going to make me eventually feel fulfilled, which it isn't. Or let me just pause 
Mm-hmm. Let me come back to myself. Let me come back to my joy. Let me get off of, let me mute this or let me do set what boundary I need mm-hmm. to like feel better. <laughs> I love that you said come back to my joy. Yeah. That's yeah. so potent. Um, yeah. I want to talk about worthiness. Yeah. Where does worthiness have, what has come up with you around worthiness in your business? Because for me, so, so much of my worthiness was tied to my business success. Yes. And the financial success of my business as well. Yes. And so it's funny because when I saw that 100,000 downloads thing, I immediately went into, oh, I'm not worthy. I should stop doing the podcast. Yeah. That's another reaction. I'm, yeah. I'm that's funny. Cause I'm so much more into like, okay, what can I do? Like you, you were saying, okay, it's cause you're not good enough. This yeah. is something I was say earlier. My story is I'm not doing enough. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. so interesting. Cause I'm not doing enough makes us want to push out yep. here where I'm not enough makes us want to push in here. Yes. Yes. What, yep. like, have you experienced that, like the, the worthiness coming up and you're like, it's like yes. affecting how you're like interacting or in relation with your business, your value, your gifts. Cause 100%. a lot of, a lot of what we do as projectors is very intangible, intangible. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. Right? It's hard to put it into words too. It is, it is really hard. Um, yes. Worthiness is such a big piece and it's been I mean, so many initiations for me, I think again, because I came into it with this mentor, this coach who had become very successful very quickly mm-hmm. and thinking that <clears throat> I was going to be able to do the same thing. And, um, that's how I was operating for a while. And as every month would kind of go by, I would start to panic and I would start to be like, okay, I'm not growing or, you know, my income was down this month or, okay, I didn't get new clients this month or, um, whatever it was like not growing, not making as much money as I, I thought as fast as I wanted to. And that a lot, again, a lot of people are saying is possible, which again, it is possible, but that is not the only definition of success. And that is not the only story. There are a lot of, a lot of stories that are not told around, it took them a really long time. I think that's because people have shame around it mm-hmm. for sure. Because, mm-hmm. oh, if I didn't make six figures in like my first year, I don't want to be talking about that because people mm-hmm. will think I'm, I'm not good at what I do or whatever. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think I, that, yeah. I definitely have that in me is I'm not good at what I do because I'm, I haven't hit these yes. quote unquote things. Yeah. Me too. Me too. For sure. Um, so yeah, it's been big. It's been big initiations for me, for sure, around where does my worthiness come from? Because mm, that's a really good question. Yeah, because if you're if it's coming from outside of you, it's going to be a hamster. It's never going to be enough. You know, does like you were saying, does your worthiness come from your certification? <laughs> does it come from how much money you're making? How many clients you have? Um, your Instagram followers, your email list, you know? where are you, where is it coming from? Because if it's any of those, those, all those things are outside of you and they're completely beyond your control. Mm -hmm. Um, and so going, really going inside. And a lot of times that happens when we know we're only faced with that when things aren't going our way, right? Mm -hmm. They're not, you're not making the money you want or you're not getting the clients you want. So I always, you know, it's, it's hard for sure, but it's also, for me, it's been a really big invitation to go in and 
also look into like, okay, I'm not really that busy because again, I think in the first, the first part of my business, I didn't have a lot of clients and I was like filling that with all these to do's because I felt like if I was busy, at least I'm doing something. And at least, you know, that makes me more important because I'm busy and nobody wants to just be like, yeah, I have nothing to do all the time, you know, in a culture that values doing, doing, and what did you produce today? And what are you doing for the world and all this stuff? And so, and again, like knowing that you want to be a coach and having that desire in you, it doesn't guarantee clients coming, knocking at your door, which I think is how I viewed it in the beginning. Oh, I have this desire and clients are just going to come. And that's not always how it is. But if that's not always how it is, that doesn't mean, that still doesn't, what are you making it mean? Doesn't, that's it doesn't so, mean. That's such a good question. What are you making it mean? Yeah. I feel like you're asking me that question. <laughs> and myself. <laughs> I'm asking myself too. Because for me, I have made it mean about my worth. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Exactly. Yep. So, so it is, and then reminding yourself, it is in those moments of, okay, I don't have the Instagram followers I want quote unquote, or I don't have the, maybe my podcast is, doesn't have as many listeners as I want, or, you know, I don't have as many clients as I want. Those are the really fertile times mm-hmm. to go inward and reconnect with your own worthiness. Cause your own worthiness is always inside of you. And when you actually connect with that, it is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, it's so beautiful. And of course, you know, things will come along again to like, not, you know, for lack of a better word, like knock you out of that. And, and you kind of forget, but then you come back and you remember again, it's just this process again of like coming back, remembering, mm-hmm. falling out of it, coming back, remembering again, it's always within you. Just so I just got like a, like a, like a sentence. It's like your worthiness is really tied to your joy. Yeah. Because the more you're able to activate joy, the more you're able to embody your worthiness. Yes. Joy is such a big part of that because this idea of, yeah, I, um, I, I'll be happy when mm-hmm. <laughs> goes along with that, right? Like I'll, I'll be able to be in my joy when I have this many clients. I'll be able to really be in my joy when I'm making this much money. No, mm-hmm. you can be in your joy right now. And the power of remembering that no matter what's going on. And then gratitude coming in for like, what do I have? Wow. These are all the clients I have had. These are the podcast listeners I do. You know, I feel like we're, we're so in this, I need more. I need more. It's like, what about the followers that are listening to you mm-hmm. and that love your show? And, and maybe they're not even telling you that they love it, but and maybe it's five people, but that's still amazing. You have five people who are listening to you just and listening to your story and listening to what you have to say. And I don't know when we got this idea. Well, again, it's our culture. More is better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We need more. We need more. We need more. And it's never, that's the, the big lie, the big secret. It's never enough because yeah. the people that have 1 million downloads, they want 10 million. Yeah. It's like never yeah. enough. The doing becomes identity. Yeah. 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 That makes a lot mm-hmm. of sense. Um, I think I have one last question. To ask yeah. You. These are so good. These are like my favorite questions I've ever been asked, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> They're great. Yeah. I think, I think I definitely have a gift for asking questions. You everyone, do. Everyone in my real life is like, you ask way too many questions. 
I love it. It's perfect for a podcast. Honestly, the reason reason I started a podcast, I was like, wait a second. So I can just purposely ask somebody all the questions I want. Yep. And then share it with other people. It's great. Because I don't don't come in with a script or anything because the line tube needs to flow in me. Yep. And I'm just like, let's see where this takes me. Um, But it's good because it, it, it usually starts activating things in me. And I'm like, ooh, this is that I want to ask you. So yeah, how has your business, I know you said this earlier, your business has been an initiation to trust. Yeah. So what's that relationship with trust like for you? And like, how does, how does mm. that, how do you embody it? Like, cause I know trust is such yeah. a, it can be such a vague thing for so many of us. Yeah. Yes. So trust really for me, I always, one thing I have, I have said is, cause we haven't even t- touched on this, but I, anxiety has been something I've struggled with in my life. And I feel like that comes from, comes from a couple places. One is like feeling the need to control things. Um, because you're very, you know, you're uncomfortable being in the unknown. Um, and it also comes from just making so many decisions with my mind and not actually trusting my body. So I feel like trust is such, it's like such a, it's like the opposite of anxiety. It's like, it's like, you know, it's like hard to even put into words. It's just, it's just like allowing, it's really allowing whatever is going to be. I don't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. I don't have to, force anything. I don't have to control anything. I can just trust and allow, like, it's such a, it's such a, like a weight just lifted off your shoulders. Cause even if something that maybe I think I don't want to happen happens, that's what was supposed to happen. And that could be bringing me lessons. So Mm -hmm. it's like a, it's like a surrender. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's a relationship. Of course, I'm, I'm always, integrating, working on, feeling into. But when I really feel connected to trust, I just feel it's like I'm floating. It's like a weightless feeling. I don't Mm -hmm. have to, and it's exactly like, yeah, it's like, I don't have to figure out. I don't have to force. I don't have to do. Mm -hmm. I can just float. Mm -hmm. I get the image of being in a hammock. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're just floating. And, and that's, it's not, I think some people might think, oh, that's so passive. Like, you know, cause that doesn't mean that you never take action on things, of course, but it's like trusting. It's like trusting in just a higher power too. Like there's so many things beyond you and your life. Like there's so mm-hmm. many other things going on and just trusting that there's like a divinity and a divine orchestration and you don't have to like carry the world on your shoulders and you don't have to try so hard to, to make things happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a beautiful energy. Um, and it is one that I, and it's, it's hardest when things are not going your way mm-hmm. again, same kind of thing. It's so hard to trust when there's not evidence, mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's not evidence, especially in business. Like, mm-hmm. well, there's no evidence. My business is really going to grow or, um, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter. Trust is not about evidence. Trust mm-hmm. is just about this deep surrender to whatever is meant to happen. You know, who knows? Like maybe, 
a business is not what you're going to end up doing. Like maybe there's something else that's going to come along that's actually more aligned with you. Or, you know, maybe you are going to have really slow growth and then in like year seven or eight, you're going to explode or maybe not. Maybe you're meant to only work with a few people. You know what I mean? Like it's just, there's so many, it's like infinite possibilities and not having to, and not, not being so, I need it to be this one way. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Allowing space for all the possibilities. Yeah. Like this hit me while you were speaking is the thing you can trust your joy. Yeah. As as long as you are choosing joy and activating joy and coming from a place of embodied joy, you can trust that. Yeah. And as long as you're doing, doing. I know we've been doing so many air quotes. I'm like, oh, they can't even see. As long as you're you're choosing that, it feels like that feels so um, like it feels like the higher path, but like it feels like the most grounded and aligned path. Yeah, staying in relationship with your joy. Yeah, and not because like for me, was the prime example was like the stories of. I'm not enough came up, right? Yeah. It's like, but this is joy. And so I'm staying in relation with relationship with this joy and trusting this joy that I'm feeling to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, there's no, there's like no other better feeling than that. Yeah. That's everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah. Whew. This is really good. I took like mm-hmm. a page, I took like notes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is something I would love to contemplate later. Yeah. Um, where can people find you on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, my website is probably the best place um, to, again, really just feel my frequency. And that's melinacheris.com. Instagram, infrequent. <laughs> but I do love Instagram the most. Um, and that's at Melina Cheris and then my podcast too, which is called own your magic. I love podcasting. So what do you like about podcasting? Oh, so much. Exactly. Like you were saying, I just, I love having conversations, uh, especially one-on-one. And like you said, I, I love just getting to connect with people and just to hear their wisdom Mm -hmm. is, and be activated by it. I just feel so lucky. Yeah. Um, to do that. And it feels, it's really fun. Cause like you were saying, I kind of come in when I do solo episodes, I, I tend to not really have a plan and I love to just kind of speak and I don't really edit it. And so it's kind of just like unfiltered. And I love that. Um, mm-hmm. it feels like a direct transmission of my yes, frequency. Yes. Thank you for saying that. Cause that is so potent. Mm-hmm. We don't mm-hmm. have to be curated. And no. Yeah, exactly. And wrapped it's- up. Mm-hmm. It's so much less curated. It's just me kind of speaking what's coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, podcasting is so fun, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love being interviewed too. So yeah. thank you so much for I know that inviting for, me. It's always fun when when the when a projector gets asked questions. Oh, like, I love it. And someone's like, yes. like asking for their wisdom, and I'm like, this is the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, it's just great. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. I yeah. am so grateful we got to connect. This was so potent and so great. And yeah. Yeah. So all of Melina's links will be in the show notes. And thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm.